Oh, yeah. but a trip to Vegas is just as good. Yeah, or yeah. not? Uh, yeah, you can win both. There's no reason you couldn't win both. That's right? right. That's right. I said this on Twitter yesterday that Canton has given me just about everything my life has ever wanted, right. and I have no reason to believe it will not give me the winning seven hundred million dollar lottery ticket. Did you go? Are you? Are you, you got your ticket? You I will. I will be. Uh, I will be acquiring them after the program today. Okay. All right. Well, then Stansberry, his uh, retirement plan figured out. Though. I'm. Uh, I'm going full lotto nutbag too. Like I'm going all over the place. I'm going to buy a couple here. I'm gonna buy a couple in Alliance because I feel like that's how like the lottery works. Where like oh, sometimes yeah. they'll just pick an area and be like, "Dude, get somebody out of this." Oh place. no, like a <laughs> a, a, a a sketchy like uh, party store in like Bodega, right? Yes. BFE, yes. yes. I mean, you definitely have a better shot. Chee there. County, I'm headed your way. I'm buying, uh, dude. I'm I, dude. I'm buying everything. Statistically, it's a very sound plan. You're coming. That's up what I'm doing here, dude. F 401k. Who needs that? Seven hundred million dollars. They estimate is at least that's what I read as of last night. Phantom. Buddy, how are you? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. A little bit nervous. I'm going to forget how to do this, dude. I know it was just a Tuesday. You weren't that great at it on Tuesday. So, I mean, <laughs> no, it was just pretty a, low bar, buddy. It was just a Tuesday that we took off. But, dude, that felt like... Uh, even, even it felt like more than a weekend to me. It felt like a three day, or it was just like, oh my god, dude, we haven't been working forever. It did, yeah. Breaking up the week, it, it is. It's kind of nice. It is. It's kind of nice. We're gonna be well, I, you know. And I, don't, I always like flip the coin. Like, should you promote that or not? We're not gonna be here tomorrow either. Um, we did this really poorly. I wanted to go to Green Day the other night. Uh, Fantos, uh, you know, being dragged to Lady Gaga by his girlfriend tonight, and so we were like, all right, well, we're not coming in after you know no, those things. Let's no. you know, let's you know, we'll take some time. We should have just taken Friday too, but we didn't. Yeah. 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 We didn't? Um, I will say, though, if Monday, Wednesday, Friday is like the new American workday, dude, God bless it. Oh, a three-day. I will be in on that. I'll be in on that 100% every single time, dude. Huh. We're, we're able to get Phantom to work less. <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's all we're doing. I would have never known. Well, here's what I can tell you, dude. If Lady Gaga's even half as good as Green Day was the other night, you're going to be a happy dude. Yeah. I, uh, I I saw social media, and it seemed like you were pretty impressed with the performance. Yeah, like, I've seen Green Day five times, right? Like, okay. or whatever it is. I, I'm, You know what I mean? But it's been a lot of times. And my buddy, um, my buddy HJ, who uh, is the golf pro, kind of gave me a couple of lessons. He loves it. It's like one of his favorite bands ever, right? And so I was like, all right, well, dude, I'll call and I'll get tickets and, you know, we'll go, right? And uh, the guy never asks me for a thing. And so when I knew Green Day was coming, I was like, all right, well, I'll take him to Green Day. And he'll be happy about it. Sure enough, he was. And so, like, I kind of, we got an Uber and we're driving up there, you know what I mean? I was kind of like, whatever. I don't know if I care or not. And then we get there and they were damn good. Like, they were really good. And I was like, okay, well, you like enough of the catalog. It's not like you hate the Green Day songs. And, um, you know, Billy Joe is what Billy Joe is. There are three songs in, and of course he screams, F Donald Trump, and the crowd goes crazy. And I was like, oh, that's right. I forgot he's one of these. Oh, and yeah. like this whole night's going to be filled with this. And then like a song later, he says, look, we're done with the politics. We're here to have fun. And I was like, okay. oh. Because I thought he would have went into that all during American Idiot. Like, I, that's when I would have thought I was going to get a lot of that. And they didn't play American Idiot until pretty much later in the set. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, he at least addressed the fact that, look, I did it, but this is going to be it. And now we're just going to have fun. And it was. It was fun. And he pulled some kid out of the out of the crowd to sing Longview, and the kid nailed it. Really? I mean, he nailed it. Really? But that's I thought, that's but I, surprising. Well, I found out. Okay. He, the kid made the mistake of finding me on Twitter because I tweeted about it and said, oh, that's me. So I checked out the kid's bio. He goes to concerts for a living. Like, that's what it says. Like, he's like, I mean, it's like, I go and do sure enough, you look at like his Twitter timeline and he's been like a million Green Day shows. That was a total plant. And that kind of bummed me out after that because the kid was awesome. I mean, he had all the energy, looked totally comfortable. 
You know what I mean? It did all the thing. And then when I realized, I was like, oh, well, that's why he's comfortable. He's done it a million times. I mean, you know, for, 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 the, for the pros and cons of today's, you know, digital abilities that you have in front of you, I guess, like, 20 years ago, this kid could have got away with it. Never would have, nothing would have ever happened. Right. You just would have thought, dude, that kid from Stowe is amazing. But we can trace everybody now. Yeah. And then the kid found me. He was yeah. like, like, you know what I mean? Because I was like hashtagging, you know, the Green Day show or whatever. And, uh, but they, he was, he was excellent. They pulled another kid out of the crowd a little later in the set to play the guitar during a song. And then, you know, Billy Joe was like, dude, you're awesome. You get to keep the guitar. And of course the crowd goes crazy. I um now we started to walk out during the first encore and I heard there was two. So I don't know if I just maybe was guilty of walking out a little too early, but you know what they didn't play? What is that? Was Time of Your Life. It's a big one. I mean, could I argue it's in the top five Green Day songs? Yes. I mean, yeah, it was in that Seinfeld no. finale. I mean, that song kind of like transcends that band even. I was going to say probably bigger than the band. I mean, just, you know, based on pop culture and the so, palatableness of that song. It's such an easy song that like not everybody knows Longview, but everybody knows. Yeah, my mom will know Time of Your Life yeah. if you put it on. And so maybe they played it after we were already in the car. I don't know. Um, I, I wasn't aware there was going to be two encores. I mean, when when they came out and they did the encore, I was like, well, dude, I was like, they're pretty much done. Like, I, I know right. the songs. I was like, they can't be. So I thought that, but I did. I thought that was weird. Um, you know, I, I think at this point, hats off to Green Day in the sense of understanding that, dude, it's not time to turn it into a political soapbox. Somebody um, had to say and then kind of went on. Right, right, right. And, and you that's knew gonna he was going to say, you knew he was going to give you a little. Nobody's not going to give you a little right now. Right, of one way or the other. It's no matter just going to be you that are, way. You're going to probably let your your opinion be heard there. Um, oh, wait till Gaga. <laughs> number, oh, yeah, dude. It's gonna oh, be, I mean, she's going to be uh, insufferable ah, with or, it. Or, or is it going to be like this, where it's like you have that assumption, but like, is she going to stick to the show? Well, I'm willing to bet what it will be is somewhere in the middle, where your assumption will be so much, and she's going to give you this much of it that you walk away feeling like, oh, not so bad. I mean, she was able to behave herself during the, during the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, this is her performance. Right. So there'll be a little bit more of it. And I, it's who she is. She's just going to stay true to who she is. I, I, I would just, you know, I would think that, you know, with Green Day being the band that they are, um, for them to say, like, dude, we're going to play the same 20 songs that we've been playing for the past 25 years, that's probably like, God damn, dude, we've made it to this point in our career, and we can't go out there and perform what we want to perform. And it's like, no, idiots, we don't want to hear what you want to perform. Just play the hits. I was going to say, hits, dude, so no, good, dude, good the show's job. for me, not for Billy Joe, but I'm being right. told now, yeah, you left too early. It was the very last song of the night. Ah, that makes sense. Which makes sense. Which makes sense. I'm kind of bummed I didn't see that. I've always really, really liked that song. It's a good song. I associate it with Seinfeld a little too much now, but I, you don't like this song. Um, it's it's certainly not my Green Day song. If oh, this well, was, I mean, if this was the one that I walked out on, I'd be like, eh, whatever. I got dude, I gotta get get out to that car. I can't can't sit in this Blossom traffic. They're one of those bands you forget how many hits they had. I um I have not been to Blossom in years. Give my, me a give me a rundown. What's so Blossom always makes me. Very happy. Okay. If off the top of my head, Blossom may be my favorite Northeast Ohio venue. It's a good one. It might. I mean, the walking is a is abysmal. That's a nightmare. But you get me outside, hot summer night, cold beer, a band I like. I love it. And every town's kind of got a block. When I moved yeah. to Port, um, outside of Portland. I ended up seeing Kiss and Motley Crue at a place called Whitewater Stadium in Washington, right over the border, in Tacoma, essentially is where it is. And 
when I got there, I had never been there, obviously, and I was like, oh, this is very reminiscent of Blossom. And when I got to, every time I go to Blossom, I don't know what it is, but it makes me think of my childhood, growing up, seeing shows there over the summer, and I just love it there. It always just strikes this thing in me that's like, I love seeing shows. I just love Blossom. I always have. And so, yeah, it's a, that's a great place to see a show. And, dude, Green Day was heavily attended. There were more people. I was surprised by this. There were more people at Green Day la- uh, Monday night than there were at Lady Annabellum. Now, if you would have told me going into that, I would have said no way. I would have been like, no way. But it just goes to show you, man, like, you spend 20 years on the road making good albums and building a fan base, dude, and they show up. And there were all people there, kids all the way to adults, that Green Day's just that band now. But they were pretty damn good. I enjoyed it. I walked in there, like I said, I I went solely for my buddy. I was like, oh, he'll love it, and I'll just be sitting there wanting to go home. But at the end of the day, no, they they were really good. A lot of stuff has happened in the last couple of days since we've been here. And uh, so much so that it's like, dude, how are you going to get all this stuff in? And one of the things that happened is something I told you last week was going to happen. And, of course, Twitter told me, Stansbury, you're an idiot. He'll never end up in the East. And he's ended up in the East. We'll get more in depth. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. Show Rock 1069. You can join me this Saturday night. I'll be at Ray's Place in Kent from 8 to 9, and then I'll be at the 157 Lounge from 9 to 10 Saturday night uh, on hand with Miller Light. Nice. I just found that. Yeah, I found that out yesterday. I was on, uh, I was reached at home via cell phone, was asked if I would be willing to do that, and I said, Of course I will. So Miller Light and myself on hand in Kent this Saturday night. I'm being told, Do not go to T County to buy your lottery tickets. All the luck has already ran out of there. Because somebody won $10 million off a scratch off there, Josh is telling me. All the luck, hope, opportunity, jobs, all gone. Sucked right out of it. Sucked right out. (laughs) So I believe it was Friday I had said, but what if Kyrie Irving ends up a Celtic? And Twitter yelled at me. We'll never trade him in the East. And now that we don't have David Griffin, we're never going to get anything for Kyrie Irving. Well, we traded Kyrie Irving. And it seems like a lot of people are pretty happy with what we got back. If I remember the deal correctly, we get a fourth, what, we get a, is it a first round pick? Yes, unprotected. First round pick from the Brooklyn Nets. From the Brooklyn Nets, we also get Jay Crowder and Isaiah Thomas, and that's the end of the haul. Am I right about that? And there's a um, a, a European player, oh. um, Ante Zizik. Oh, that's right, that's He's right. He's a seven-footer, um, young guy, I think 20 years old, so not necessarily somebody that's going to come in and make a huge impact out but of a big. the gate. But a big dude and somebody that'll have you know, hopefully a, a potential future here in, in Cleveland. I would have rather seen the Kyrie to the Knicks and Porzingis back, but I don't know if the Knicks were going to be willing to do that. And any deal with them was probably going to, Carmelo was probably going to be like, no, you have to send me, you know what I mean? It was probably going to be that too. So Kyrie Irving was my Cavalier. So I don't like this move, but you had to, you knew you had to move, and the relationship between he and LeBron was well over. And um, it seems as if Kyrie Irving wasn't willing to to repair that. Um, I, I well, probably both of them at, at the end of the day. 
Um, I know LeBron wished him well, but that's what he's going to do. He's going to save face, and he's going to do he's going to do the right thing. Um, I'm sure there'll be a workout video today where he'll have some like you know backhanded insult that doesn't look like one, but secretly underneath it, that's what it is because that's what LeBron does. Instead of manning up and looking into the camera and telling people he's pissed, he's kind of you know passive aggressive. That's been who he's been through his entire career. Um, I'm a little bummed about this move. I, I, I think Jay Crowder is a pretty solid player. I, I mean, Kyrie Irving's a better. I mean, he's better than Isaiah Thomas, right? Oh yes, there's there's no question about that. Um, if you're putting both guys into a vacuum and saying who's the better basketball player, Kyrie Irving, are we better now? Um, I, I think it depends kind of on on how you're looking at it. I, I've often said that you know. Four quarters don't necessarily make a dollar, and you know, five five dimes and six nickels and whatever definitely don't make a dollar. Well, I'll, I'll slim it down for you then. Are, are we better in this regard? Do we have a better shot of beating the Warriors than we did with our roster the way it was yesterday? At least it's going to end up differently. And yes, I think Jay Crowder's addition is really what makes the difference. There. I would agree with that. Um, you know, both Isaiah Thomas and Kyrie Irving are capable of going out there and scoring 30 points on any given night. And that's the truth is that both dudes are able to do that. Kyrie, a better finisher, probably a better shooter. Um, but, you know, that's so I'm not going to say that's a wash because it's not. Kyrie's I don't believe it's a, a wash. Kyrie's still a better basketball player than Isaiah Thomas. But Isaiah Thomas, the difference between where Isaiah Thomas is and where Kyrie Irving is isn't that much of a gap. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a gap, but it's not like it's worlds apart. Um, but when you add Jay Crowder, when you add a dude who can who can you know defend multiple positions, defend elite talent, that's what's going to make the difference there. Like when it comes to if Cleveland and Golden State end up going at it again in the. Finals. I mean, we did that so he can body up Kevin Durant, right? Right. That's right. kind of why we did that. I mean, you know, you've got you've got a player who can come in and play comparably to Kyrie. Um, I will say I think Isaiah Thomas probably a better floor manager than Irving in the sense of he's going to go out there and be able to facilitate the offense better. That's been the knock on Kyrie is that he doesn't truly play a point guard position. No, and, and that's he didn't necessarily have to because he's so dynamic with the ball in his hand. He didn't necessarily have to count on other things to happen. Now, Isaiah Thomas, also a very good finisher, um, but more likely to be looking for the pass, more likely to be creating for his teammates than Kyrie was. So, I, you know, I, I'll still say Irving, a better basketball player, maybe maybe Thomas, a better fit for a system. And with Jake, the, the addition to Jay Crowder, that it definitely leads me to believe that like well i don't know if i don't know if the cavs are going to have enough to get over on on golden state but at least it's going to look different Okay. Cavs Warriors 4 is going to look different than Cavs Warriors 3. Well, yeah, obviously it, w- it will be a little different there. I, um, I, I It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I don't think the Cavs are done. We're hearing a lot of rumors that say Dwayne Wade probably going to get bought out from the Bulls and then he'll end up here for the league minimum from what I understand. And that'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, because at that point you're looking at him much like the, you know, when they picked up Derrick Rose where it's not going to be. you're not. Oh, gonna I be, forgot about that. You're not going to be looking at that dude. You're not going to be looking at Dwayne Wade as like, yo, bro, get out out there and play, you know, put th- us on your back, right? Play 30, 33 minutes. A it's night. not Miami, no, right? No, no, no. You don't have to do that. All you have to do is go in there and shred second defenses. And that's where the Cavs lost to the Warriors last year was the bench. I yeah, mean, it was it bench, really was yeah. bench versus bench. The Cavaliers got squashed. So you start adding talent there and depth there with Jay Crowder, with Derrick Rose, with Dwayne Wade, possibly Carmelo Anthony. And I think more so than any of those guys, um, 
you, you, you'd be crazy as a Cavaliers fan right now to think that they're going to not make moves. They have what's arguably going to be the number one draft pick in next year. They've also got Kevin Love. And if you don't think that those are two things are going to be packaged together, I saw a tweet you I saw a tweet you like last night where a guy was suggesting what you do is you make that package deal and you call New Orleans and offer it for Anthony Davis. Y- yeah, I mean, and guys like that, I mean, you're going to get into contracts and you're going to get into how much time guys have left. But if, if the Cavaliers thought process I like is, that. Move. If the Cavaliers' thought process is right now is we have one year left, and it doesn't matter what happens after this Then one you go year, all in. Right, then what else are you doing? Then you go now, all some in. Some people are making the argument of, well, they have a number one draft pick, or what's expected to be a top three draft pick. It's not guaranteed the number one, but assumed to be the number one because it's coming from the Nets. The Nets one of the worst teams in the league. Um, a lot of people have made the argument of... The amount of top ten NBA draft guys that have busted is a lot. I mean, dude, that's the thing. Kyrie was at least a proven commodity. Yes, yes, yes. Right? But with that, you You've got potential to sell to a team. You have yeah. a dream to sell to a team. Teams that need the hope of like that now, player. Now, a lot of teams, uh, well, and, and we're going to be those, one of those. I was going to say, one of those teams is the Cleveland Cavaliers. For sure it is. If LeBron leaves. So, like, it's just going to turn into an interesting thing here of, like, are they going to plan for, F it, we're going all in this year, we can win another championship, and, and the future be damned, or are they going to say, like, well, we got to play our cards carefully and, 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 and see what happens in 2018 and beyond? I have one more question for you. We're up against it, but I do want to know this. As, the, as, like, the biggest Cavaliers fan that I know, it seemed like yesterday, like, the fan base is very happy with the trade and feels like we got the better end of the deal. So yeah. I'm just going to ask you a question. It doesn't matter because we can't go back, but do you think... David Griffin would have got more, or is this about the trade he was? I, I'm trying to figure out if Colby Altman's like. Uh, I think David Griffin would have a gotten more and b. I you don't do. Think, I don't think the Cavaliers would be in this situation if if David Griffin. He would have been able to smooth the relationship. Yeah, out. I think so. Wow, man! If you think he could have got more than that, like then that does concern me. Because when I saw that, when I saw the trade last night, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess David Griffin leaving is not that big of a deal. If Kobe Altman can do this, I mean, this is this is pretty much what we were going to be able to get. Um, I, I mean, I think there's gonna a little bit of like, well, you were gonna get what you were gonna get regardless. But I just think David Griffin had more pull within other organizations, more ability, a more a more respected name, probably more favors owed. Well, yeah, and more more a little more intimidating when he when he calls you up and says, yo, this is what we want. That's different than some rookie that's never done this before. That's fair. Um, I, uh, I I will stand firm as the East has shifted now, and, and there's obviously been some you know uh, movement amongst the NBA landscape. I still say Cavs Warriors four. Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing though. I mean, we're not done, and Boston ain't done. I mean, do they have so many picks and so much money? Like, you don't know the other moves they're gonna. What if Anthony Davis ends up a Celtic? What if they end up packaging? I mean, then all of a sudden you got Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis in Boston. That is something where you got to look at it and go, maybe LeBron doesn't just coast through the East at that point. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. Like people, Somebody said to me last night, I'm sick of all this sports drama. And I was like, well, dude, the NBA drama is awesome because it's all on the court drama. Well, you know, okay, so you just don't like sports. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the NFL drama, like I kind of, and don't get me, we're, we're going to get into that whole, you know, the Browns thing that happened the other night. Like I, I, like, I get it. Like, I understand being kind of over that drama, but the NBA drama is all about, like, who's going where and what the points are going to be and who's going to pass the ball to who like that's all good like that's all good drama sports, yeah. yeah that's what you want is, is a little sports drama at least I'll give the NBA credit there they, they constantly give you good sports drama a woman was cut in half doing something you're going to do today and I'm going to have you thinking twice about it and that will be next on Rock 106.9 Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone just kiss your fruit cakes The Stansberry Show chilling in the studs with my dudes on Rock 106.9 
Hey guys, you got Sansbury here with a phenomenal job opportunity for you with a great partner of the Sansbury show, Truebridge. Truebridge is a great opportunity for somebody wanting a new career in insurance sales, but it involves absolutely no cold calling. They help with your pre-licensing training, study tips and support, and they also pay for the state exam. They are a fast-paced sales center looking for additional talent. And I can tell you this, that Truebridge is holding their next open house. That's happening Wednesday, August the 23rd. Grab your cell phone and dial pound 250 to RSVP for Truebridge's next open house. Again, that's Wednesday, August the 23rd third from three to six in the afternoon dial pound 250 enter the keyword true bridge 106.9 welcome back to the stands show rock 106.9 eight o'clock we'll give you your first keyword of the day send you out to las vegas for the iheart radio music festival you're getting Coldplay the weekend miley cyrus kings of leon big shorn big sean big shorn sorry. sorry i didn't mean that there eight o'clock you get your first keyword and again, join me Saturday night. I'll be at Race Place in Kent from 8 to 9. And then from 9 to 10, I'll be at the 157 Lounge on hand with Miller Lite for the end of Summer Bash. We'll be out there. I'll have uh, show stickers, a bunch of other prizes for you as well. Stop by and see us Saturday night. So I read about this, and um, it's terrifying because we all use these. Most of us, I would say, use these probably once a day, if not more. But a woman was in a hospital... And apparently there was a mal- she was on a stretcher, and there was a malfunction getting her uh, taking her from floor to floor. The elevator malfunctioned, and she was cut in half. All of twenty six years old, she was being transported between the second and third floors when the incident occurred. Uh, the husband says, "I'm a total wreck. <laughs> this cannot uh, this cannot continue." David Gasper's Nunez brother in law told the press that the family was devastated and Nunez's mom said she only found out her daughter has died and when she heard there was an accident at the hospital and approached a staff member. I went, the inf- I went to the information desk, she says here. They told me that a girl had died and they had confirmed that she was my daughter. What a cruel death she suffered. Apparently, the stretcher was pushed onto the elevator, which suddenly moved upwards before the stretcher was fully inside, trapping her. Her head then was stuck between the roof and the elevator frame. They needed about two hours, Fantone, to reach her body. It took firefighters two hours to reach her. She leaves behind a daughter, five, and a son, I believe, four. And she was just 26 years old, and an elevator malfunction cut her body in half. I don't know about this story. I don't understand how... All right, so she she was half in the elevator, half out the elevator. And That's like, the way I'm reading it. And it, it, it raised... And she was, I don't know, it just doesn't, to me, I'm trying to, like, picture it in my mind. I'm of trying how your to body like, gets cut off? Right, and how, like, that would happen, I guess it's feasible, but at the same time, when the elevator doors shut on anything, they, they open, open back, back up. up. Uh, right? I mean, that's what the rubber stoppers right. are for, right? Right. I mean, and I don't know, maybe this was an antiquated elevator? Was this, like, a hand crank elevator or something Well, it was like not that? the United States, this was India, I believe, is where this happened. Okay. So, I mean, not to be like, you know, well, they don't have the USA standards of elevator, but I don't know if they do or not. I mean, I, I, I guess at that point is like, well, do American hospitals have the USA standards of elevator? I'm probably I, you not. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I just, I, I to me, it's just a, 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 a hard thing to kind of wrap my head around. My, uh, my brother's wife, my sister-in-law, Roxanne, who is like, honestly, one of the smartest people I've ever met in my entire life. She has an unnatural fear of elevator. Won't take them. Really? We went to, I remember we, when my brother got married, 
They got married in California, and then we all went to Vegas uh, before my family, you know, the rest of the family flew back home to Ohio. And it took Roxanne hours to get everywhere because she would always have to take the steps places. Like, she would never take an elevator. She just does not get in elevators. Afraid it was going to fall? Afraid it was going to... I think it's small spaces okay. that really get her. Okay. Um, but I remember thinking to myself, like, God, I'm happy I don't have any hang-ups like that. Sometimes in an elevator, I'll think to myself, like, dude, you got to be ready to do the jump. You know what they always, how they always say? Like, well, you got to jump Jeez. right before the elevator hits the ground. But, I mean, I'm not, like, afraid of it or anything. I, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't have any unnatural fear like that, of that. Like, you put me on, like, heights where I'm, like, responsible for, like, you know, like, like a ladder. I don't like that. You know what I mean? I'll ride a roller coaster, but climbing up and down ladders, dude, your boy doesn't like that. You know what I mean? It gets too high like that. I'm with you. It, it, the only place I'm seeing this is Fox News, and I'm not knocking any one particular news organization over the other, but, I mean, would they fall for something like this? I think maybe any media outlet's able to do that these yeah, days i mean yeah. that, that's i mean welcome to the welcome to the new world but i felt like that story I was, when i read that yesterday i was like oh my god everybody that listens is going to probably take at least one elevator today and you'll never even think about it. now you're not going to do it on a stretcher i wouldn't imagine but still but yeah you're right i mean normally did you even stick a hand out there yeah. and it's like it opens right back up but maybe andy is not up to standard so the eclipse was the other day and I'll give you my reaction to that since we weren't here yesterday. I feel like a lot of people were making you know a big deal out of nothing. And it turns out, according to Tucker Carlson, our president has done something, was it braver than anything else any other president has ever done? We'll explain next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 1069. You're an hour away from getting hooked up with your first keyword of the day, sending you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Thomas Rhett, Kesha, Big Sean, Lord, DJ Khaled, just screaming another one during everybody's set. That'll be annoying. Another one! But uh, but you'll be there for it. We'll send you out to Vegas. We'll send you where Phantom's never been. Yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah. Viva Las Vegas. I cannot believe you haven't been there. Um, let's just keep talking about it on the radio. Maybe sales is listening, and they're going to be like, you know what? Let's get the Akron Canton Airport involved in this. You know what? Let's get Southwest involved in this. You know what? Come on, Phantom, we're sending you out. Maybe I should just send the text. <laughs> right. Got a better odds of that, I believe. True. I'll be going to Vegas hopefully for Christmas. I want to see my uh, I want to see my niece in a pretty uh, pretty bad way. I, I miss that little person. So the eclipse was the other day, yeah. Monday, and I got to tell you, I went outside and it looked like a gloomy day in Ohio, and we get two hundred a year, and I was like, this seemed like a big waste of time. Now I heard there were other areas that had it worse. That I was downtown, and it looked. Like a gloomy day in Ohio, no different. Pretty decent amount of crowd cloud coverage on Monday. That might have um, that might have hurt it. Yeah, so I was going to say, I think kind of a big part of it depended on where you were standing, and I think a lot of people. I mean, your tweet made it sound like the world was ending. Oh well, I think that you know it wasn't like the world was ending because you know you know what's happening there. My point was with that is that like the lighting did look different to me. Like it just looked different. There was a weird yellow color, and to like it. The, with with that, like it kind of made everything else look. 
look different. Like I feel like I was I was looking at like you know my neighbor's flowers, and I was like, oh, this looks strange, and like the shadows were kind of off, and like all these different things. And my point with that is, it's not like it was like, oh my god, this is one of the most awe-inspiring things that have ever happened to me, and like this is so crazy. My point was that like before science existed. That had to be scary as hell, dude. Like, all of a sudden, there's something coming over the sun, and all of a sudden, the world looks different. And oh, you, yeah, without information. You probably did think that, like, oh, my God, dude, this is apocalyptic times. This is the end of days. And I can I can understand why, like, religious cults and, like, weirdos back then thought that that was a huge, significant, you know, thing happening there. And to me, it was like, okay, this was all hype. And uh, and no payoff like most movies. Well, and you got to remember, too, you were just looking at the ground, not looking at the sky. You know what I mean? I think if you would have had the glasses and would have seen the actual. Well, I mean, moon. I did. I did the iPhone selfie thing like where you turn it into selfie mode. I did that. And I, I, I don't know. There were people standing up and down my street and, you know, everybody's just started talking. It was like the first time I've ever talked to my neighbors ever. And we right. were all sitting there talking to one another. And they were like, yeah, dude, this is actually like somebody on my street had the glasses and said, hey, do you want to try it? And I tried it. And it was like, I guess it was cool. It's right. It's like seven years. There's supposed to be one where actually Ohio gets total blackout. I, like Oregon had total blackout. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think it depends on where you are, but twenty twenty four is uh, is when it's supposed to happen. I mean, it's not like eclipses are a rare thing that happen in the world. It's just it's rare that it comes across where you live, right? And so, I will admit that when I got off of work on Monday, I thought to myself, because this is the filter you put every major story in the world through now is like, what's Trump gonna do with this? Like what's like what's gonna be the thing? What's gonna be the tweet? What's gonna be the what's gonna be the thing? And sure enough, there were photos floating around. And I, dude, I thought it was fake at first, of him squinting, looking straight up at the sun at it. Yeah. And I and I thought to myself, like before I saw the photos, I was like, where's the photo of this guy staring right? At-? I figured it was gonna be like we have a guy here who works in the building who's the most anti-Trump person you will ever meet in your life. And I thought for sure people like him were going to like make memes out of like Trump like squinting in the sun during a speech like from months ago or whatever right. and turn it into like this thing and it was gonna be this fake thing. But no, sure enough, I you look out there and there's he and his wife both kind of she's holding the glasses in her hand, squinting and looking up at it. And I thought to myself, oh my God. And then so as bad as that is, then Tucker Carlson newsman goes on TV and claims that Trump looking into the eclipse is the most impressive thing maybe any president's ever done. Yeah, you know that new deal? Not that big of a deal. You know, yeah, signing the new deal? Yeah, who cares? Looking looking into the eclipse is the most impressive thing ever. I mean, guys, I understand you're grasping for wins right now. Like, I get it. I, I totally get it. But... There are definitely things you could spin as more impressive. Even there are things that Trump has done that would be more impressive than than that. Yes, I mean, I um, I, I did not see this. I read it, so I don't necessarily know the context. I mean, was that a little tongue in cheek? Was he being was he being like? I don't believe so. Okay. Now I've I now I will say this. I have not seen the video clip. But I've read it. And you're right. Sometimes you read text and it doesn't carry the tone that right. conversation does. I bitch about that all the time on social media. So I may be being a little guilty there. But even still, like Tucker, you know how stuff's going. Although maybe he just wants it passed around and have his name attached to it. Exactly. Maybe maybe he does. I, I You know what I mean? Maybe that's what it is. And a little bit of, can you believe these people on the other side? Ha ha, how stupid they are to have taken what I said as a very, you know, passing comment. Okay, well then, let's say that's true. Okay, and we don't know that it is, but let's say that it is. I want to state right here, right now, that I don't want that from my news people. 
And yes. the, I'm just yes. gonna say this thing just to like I'm all right with like talking like sports talking heads doing that like the Jason Whitlocks of the world who give you some hot takes and Doug Gottlieb. I'm fine with it when it's when it when it pertains to like my NBA roster. Give me all the hot takes you want there. But when it's coming from the news organ, I want dude. Just tell me what's happening in the world. Stay keep your opinion out of it and just tell me what's happening. That's all I want. I, 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 I'm I asking for too much. You, you I know, are, and especially at this point, like, all right, it's not you know, gonna happen. You know what, guys? Let's you know, let's really be fair and let's really be balanced here. Like I always say, I don't owe. Like I, I when, when people bitch about us being too one sided, I always say, I don't owe you fair. I don't owe you balance. All I owe you is my opinion. This is it. This and but like news is really. I understand that there are opinion shows on news stations too. Yeah, but I don't love that. Like I like I would I would rather it be. Just here's what's happening. We're keeping our stance out. You won't even be able to tell which side we're on. We're presenting the information to you. Now, I believe I'm asking for something that maybe this country's never had. And that uh, some people look through, you know, rose-colored glasses looking back at history and think that there was like this great time in America where the news wasn't that. But I maintain that back in the day before, like in the 60s, when they could really lie to you and you would have no idea, there was probably more of this going on. Now, I think you can make the argument of... It's it's when things turn commercial. That's when and it's just like with sports where it's like, well, they took the time out in the middle of the game and it totally ruined everything. But like, I think there probably is a little bit of that, that once money, once big corporations got involved into the news, it switched things up for sure. Um, uh, but like I said, I mean, dude, that paste is well, well, well out of the tube. I don't see it going back in there. Um, I, 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 I know there's a, uh, you know, a little bit of like. My God, how stupid do you have to be to look at something that you've been told to a million times not to? But, like, there was also a little bit of, like, all right, man. It's almost like, human nature. Right. There's a little bit. And don't don't eat that cookie. Don't eat that cookie. Well, now I have to. Right. And there, there was a little bit of me that it was kind of a humanizing moment for President Trump for me. I would agree. Where it was like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, an idiot just like me. Exactly. Like, I did that. I did that, too. I did that, too. So, I, um... I asked this on Twitter, and it was Tuesday, or maybe it was Monday afternoon. Um, how many people do you think had serious, significant, permanent damage to their vision from staring at that eclipse? Across America. Oh, so countrywide. Countrywide. Permanent oh, damage. I think if you make it countrywide, the number's actually going to be low. Um, I would say under 10%. Okay. Under 10%? I'm saying under 10 people. I'm saying under 10 people. Permanent damage. I'm not just saying like, hey, for three days you're going to see a spot. I'm saying permanent damage. By the time you're in the ground, you're still dealing with that. I, Dude, how stupid do you have to be? Animals knew not to look at this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, your dog knows you cannot stare at the sun. If you were literally just sitting there burning the vision out of your head, that's a sad state of America. Okay. I have... Two separate messages from two separate listeners on this Tucker Carlson thing. Okay. okay. Now, again, I read the article, did not watch his video. But a guy on the left side of things says, no, he was deadpan serious. And then a guy now who I know to be on the right side of politics says, Tucker laughed his ass off last night over Trump. He also put a bunch of other dumb things on the screen to laugh at the fake news. So, like, I don't know who to believe now. Because this is, because here's the thing. I don't. I'm sure you both pay attention to the news every day, but I don't trust either one of you knowing both of you, not personally, but through the things you send me every day, you know, communicating with the program. I don't trust either one of you enough to pull yourself from the situation and what you believe was happening to tell me what actually happened. I know that sounds like I'm knocking you, but I'm really not. That's who we all are. 
We all have a problem separating ourselves from what we're, we're seeing. Or like putting our bias on the side for 20 minutes to figure out what really happened. We all have a problem with that. I just thought it was... I mean, when I saw that photo being passed around, I was like, yeah, you just knew this was going to happen. Just squinting at it. <laughs> I guess... Uh, I guess, uh, whatchamacallit, Odell Beckham Jr. did this too for Instagram. Like, he did it too. He stared up at the thing and, like, but he's, I mean, and speaking of which, his performance the other night at the Brown Stadium, like, now in in the hallway of the, the stadium on his knees about an ankle injury. Like, that guy, he's talented, but, like, enough of, like, the drama that comes with him, though. Like, enough. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe when I saw that photo being passed around, I was like, yeah, dude, this is who he is. This is exactly who he is. Pretty funny. So protesting is like the big word in the world right now. Everybody's got a reason why they want to protest and why the world's unfair to them. And I'm going to spend the next portion of the program completely on my knees in support of a broadcaster being removed unjustly from his position. ESPN, I don't know what the hell you're thinking, but you're getting an earful. And that's happening next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. You can join me this Saturday night. I'll be at Ray's Place in Kent from 8 to 9. And then from 9 to 10, you'll be able to find me at the 157 Lounge in Kent, which I don't believe I've ever been to. I've been to Ray's Place 10 million times. dude. Yeah, everyone's been to Ray's. Yeah, I mean, dude, I lived in Holly Park in Kent for a while. Never went to school there, but I sure lived there when my, when my buddies were going. Wild times there. I miss Laundry 101. That place was great. Yeah, if you are a uh, you know a senior going into high school right now and you're thinking to yourself, what should I do with my college years? Don't go to college, but go live on a college campus. That's right. You're gonna have a blast. It's cheap. It's it's a you know it's affordable. There's chicks literally everywhere you everywhere. look. Awesome. Drink specials all the time. I mean, you're not gonna be you know sixty thousand dollars in debt. I dude, I, I might move to Kent right now. Yeah, if it ain't that big of a deal, you'll be fine. You get more than one of those. Also, 8 o'clock, we'll get you hooked up with your uh, first keyword of the day, sending out to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. That should be good stuff. So I saw this last night, and at first I thought, I was like, okay, people are being duped by fake news. Like, this is legitimately fake news, and people are being Same duped. Same thing I thought. I woke up at like 1 in the morning and saw it, and I was like, dude, this is not true. Shut up. And no, it's true. It turns out this is true. Okay. And I'm going to preface this whole thing by, by saying this. I lean a little bit more left than I do right, but I'm more in the middle than most people you'll find. But I lean a little left, all right? But I'm going to say this before telling you this story. Leftists can be every bit as dangerous as as the extreme right. Every bit as much, okay? And this story proves my point. I'm embarrassed that I lean left after reading this because this is exactly what happened. What I will say about this, at least from the what I've viewed so far, um, I feel like most people, most individuals agree that this is over the line. I yes, which is very, which is very telling. But ESPN covers multiple sporting events, obviously, right? And they so they have a ton of like in-game announcers on their roster. There's a slew of them, right? And a guy named Robert Lee was scheduled to voice and call the University of Virginia football game. But he's been reassigned because his name is close to Robert E. Lee. And given everything that's happened in Charlottesville, ESPN was like, well, you know, it's too similar. Well, first of all, the guy's Asian and his name is Robert Lee. So nobody's going to mistake him. First of all, nobody's going to mistake anybody for Robert E. Lee. Like, right? Nobody's mistaking any. Well, I would hope not anyway. Right? 
But this is all, and I understand how the conversation started. And honestly, if you're ESPN, you'd almost be irresponsible not to get like the big wigs in the office and go, wait a minute, should we look at this? So I understand mulling it over because that's just responsible business. But if you move this guy off this game because of what his name is, you're showing the country that you are exactly what everybody has been saying about ESPN for five years, which is, and and I hate when people say this, but stick to sports. I hate when people use that argument because intelligent people are intelligent people, and if they can have a good opinion on on slant routes, they probably can have a good opinion on something else, right? I want to be able to have an opinion about as many subjects as humanly possible. I don't want people telling me, stick to bongs. I don't want that. So I'm not going to look at sports people and tell them to stick to sports but this is proof positive that you are being dragged to the extreme left by twitter and social media and espn you are a complete and utter embarrassment at this point you have got to stop this madness you would think almost from the perspective of like self-preservation and kind of being self-aware of what people view as your brand and what people view about your company you would think that like Guys, we have to we have to balance our act here. Like, yes, we want to be known as a progressive, forward leaning company, and that's fine. But you have to pick your battles, and you have to know pick what real battles. What public perception is going to be about things. And and you're right. I mean, this is is a the definition of a non issue. I think that they thought public perception was going to be, oh, look at ESPN. They're so progressive and they're so nice, and they care about equality and they care about all these things. You have misplaced, dude. This is what I'm talking about. ESPN is in that vacuum. Vacuum tunnel of Twitter where only 18% of the U.S. population is on it, and ESPN is taking everything they read on Twitter as gospel. And it's wrong. I said this last night. As I'm typing this on Twitter, we all need to log back out. People pretending to be what they aren't. I'm the nicest white person. No, I'm the nicest white person. No, I'm the best white person is what led us here. And if we don't stop doing this, we are dragging this country to a place that's wildly dangerous. You can't just remove a guy because his name is similar. What is the matter with you? Now, I understand because here's what happened, right? They were sitting in, do I work in the broadcast industry? I know exactly what happened here. They sat in the meeting and somebody said, you know what? Twitter's going to be in an uproar. People are going to suggest like how, oh my God, that's tone deaf, right? Robert Lee, Robert Lee calling the game in, in Virginia, that's tone deaf. You're so tone deaf. And they made the decision, not realizing that you made it a bigger story by removing the guy. Oh yeah, the cover-up definitely worse than any crime. crime. That, and, I mean, not that there was a crime committed, but the, the thought of the original problem was far easier to be like, yo, dude, that's his name. What are we going to do to not allow him to, you know, that would have been much easier to brush aside than How this. did nobody at that at that organization, the worldwide leader in sports, how did nobody say in that meeting, well, you know what, dude? There's a very good chance we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot here. In America, I'm going to tell you this right now. You keep doing this stuff. You guys wonder how Donald Trump got elected. This is how. This is what led to that. And, dude, all you're going to do, ESPN, is put this guy in office another four years with your BS. You're trying to do the opposite, and you're going you're gonna to end up getting what you don't want by trying to be, we're the nicest broadcast company there is. We're about equality. No, what you are is about fake equality. What you are is about retweets, and you're now being exposed for the fraudulent broadcast company that you are. You're a fraud. I, I, like you said, I can understand why the conversation happened. You got to like, uh, have the combo. Like, you know, hey, should we? Because really what I probably would have went with there, I'd be like, uh, yo, Robert, 
Do, does anybody ever call you Rob? Would it just be cool if we called you Rob on Saturday? Just this one Saturday, we'll call you probably. Rob Lee, and everyone pr- probably would have, this story probably never would have escalated. It's still, that probably doesn't get out. It, it, and even if it does, it's not nearly as egregious as as this this guy is Not no letting the guy calling. work. Now, now they're reassigning him. He's, he hasn't been fired or anything. They're, he's going to call another game. But th- I just think, this is what I'm always talking about with social media. All you do is focus on the cosmetic problems. Nothing ever gets fixed. You're not doing anything. It's just like, look, I participated. They, they, they It's so fake and phony. They presented it as they gave him the option and he agreed to it, but that's kind of bunk because... You know boss, that's not true. Well, and even if your boss does come to you and says, hey, here's our thoughts. Here's why we don't want you to do it. Do you still want to do it? Whether you do or you don't, you're going to be like, no, because I, 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 I want my job because I don't want to cause, right. cause you know a scene. I think he's doing the YSU game. I think he's coming to Youngstown. Yeah, that's that. what yeah. I've heard. So, like, m- my thing is this, is that during that game, during the Virginia game, you're going to have about an hour's worth of tweets, right? And then, but now you're going to have days full of them. So the thing you were trying to avoid, you made worse. And who the hell is running ESPN that you don't know that? How can I, Dan Stansberry, broadcaster at Rock 106.9, know more than the guy who is running ESPN? I could have told you this was going to happen. And I'm telling you, you keep doing this kind of stuff, you're going to end up with this president everybody claims they hate. You're going to end up with him for four more years. Because America is getting sick and tired of this. Average people are getting getting sick and tired of being called racist for nothing. You gotta stop this. You are all online trying to pretend to be something that you are not, and nobody alive can stack up to this fake social media morality standard. None of us can. Not me, not Fantone, and definitely not any of you, because you're no better than any one of us. None of us are going to stack up to this standard. You have got to stop this. I've said it now for three years since being on this show. If your job is not directly linked to social media, you need to get off of it right now. It can only hurt you. Look at what's happening to us. Dude, this is when people say, man, America's getting soft. I'm kind of, I normally I want to eye roll you because I feel like it's, ah, dude, look, the country's going to hell in a handbasket. But the country's going to hell in a handbasket. ESPN, you're a fraud. You are a complete and utter fraud, and I hope you get what's coming to you. You deserve people cutting the cord on you. You're a disgrace. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. If it gets too rough for you, the safe word is vanilla pudding. Uh, isn't that two words? Great. Now I'm hungry. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here. There are very few things in life more frustrating than when you take great care of your car and some idiot in traffic smashes all into it. If you've been in a collision, whether it be big or small, North Canton Collision is who you call. North Canton Collision is an insurance claim specialist. They repair every make and every model. North Canton Collision also has 24-hour towing. They have on-site rental cars and state-of-the-art paint technology. And every repair at North Canton Collision comes with a lifetime warranty. Find North Canton Collision located on the corner of South Main and Rose Lane in North Canton. Or call my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason for a no-cost estimate at 330-499-5171 or visit NorthCantonCollision.com for more info. North Canton Collision, the folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 1069. <laughs> Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. You're about 15 minutes away now from getting hooked up with a trip for two out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Coldplay, The Weeknd, Chris Stapleton, Pink, 30 Seconds to Mars. That's just night one, and there's many others on night one even. 
It'll be a good trip. Airfare. For a text message, you get airfare, accommodations, tickets to one of the biggest shows of the year. That's pretty cool, man. Eight o'clock, we'll get choked up at that. That's when your first keyword will happen. Still to come on the program, we'll obviously get into the Browns and their protest the other night, um, overshadowing a win. You know what I mean? Which those are rare for Cleveland Browns players. So something overshadowing that I think is a big deal. I know it's preseason, but the Browns don't win a lot. And so if you win and something overshadows that, that's a big deal. So we'll get into that around 8 o'clock. I know a lot of people are heated both sides on that. We'll tell you what we think at 8. This, however, though, is good news. I think we can all come together and agree on this. As an Ohio woman, Canton, Ohio woman, Nicole Allman, is going to get 15 years in prison for cutting her daughter's necks and then cutting her wrist and then calling 911. She's pleaded guilty to attempted murder charges, Fantone, has been sentenced to 15 years in prison. Court officials say the 31-year-old pleaded guilty Monday to felonious assault charges and was sentenced in Canton. And uh, authorities say the Canton woman cut her 7- and 10-year-old girl's necks and her then wrists with a box cutter back in April. I remember covering this when it happened. Stark County prosecutors say the girls had surgery for their cuts and are now doing well. They remain in the custody of county social workers. Uh, The repository in Canton reports... Uh, that the woman offered no statement Monday explaining her actions. And a message seeking comment from her attorney was not not immediately uh, returned. He's probably not going to speak. Uh, what are you going to say? I, I, yeah, I would imagine. What, I mean, do she pleaded guilty. I mean, there's nothing else to say. She pleaded guilty. She's been sentenced to 15 years, and he's going to move on to the next person that he's going to you know, defend there. Um, this, to me, seems like, I, I don't know, probably uh, best-case scenario, 15 years, I'll be honest with you, doesn't sound like enough for cutting the, the necks and uh, of your of anybody's children but your own. Yeah. It's especially heinous. I mean, attempted murder, just saying that alone, not even knowing the circumstances around that, 15 years does not feel like enough to me. I mean, you attempted to murder somebody. I don't want to say like life in jail, but there's a little bit of me that's like, dude, if you have the capabilities to do that to anybody, why wouldn't you have the capabilities to do that again? I I can't, I can't argue with, I really can't argue with that. If you're willing to hurt your own children, like this makes it just even that much worse. What makes me think you won't do something to me when we let you out? I mean, your children, not just like, you know, any children that would be bad enough, but your seven year old and your 10 year old and not just like, Hey, because I mean, any sort of domestic violence against your children or really anyone, I mean, is, is obviously a problem, but this was like slitting their throats with a knife, dude. I mean, isn't that always the thing they talk about is like, Oh, well, dude, a coward will shoot you takes a real man to kill you because it's so because, intimate with a knife. Right, because you know? of how close you have to be. You have to see every reaction. You can feel them when you're doing that. And yes, stabbing is very intimate because of how close you are. Now, this was cutting, but same thing, same ballpark. Yeah. I'm not going to split hairs there. I um, Do when people hurt kids, whether it be molestation or physically or verbally or anything, like I just, it always sits wrong with me. But then to hurt your own children, like right. I can't get that. Like I cannot wrap my head around that. You know, they mentioned in the article, um, you know, they're still in county care and it said they're doing well. And Until they grow up and realize right. what happened. Well, I mean, that's the thing is I'm going to debate that. I mean, it's not like it's not like these kids are even young enough to repress that memory. I mean, seven and ten years no, old. No, ten, you know. You you remember stuff from that We're age awake in your for life, it, right? right. You, you, you process stuff from that. And you know, any violence against a child is terrible, but to have something so brutal happen at the hands of your mother, dude, 
dude. There's no way, in my opinion, that you're just going to be okay from that one. Like, well, they got the surgery, and well, they talked to a psychiatrist once. Well, dude, we'll move on. Well, yeah, the psychiatrist thing once, you're right. That's not going to be enough. I, I, I believe that the human brain is is capable of lots of extraordinary things, and I think with the, with the right amount of help, you could see the other side of this, but the problem is, is dude, can you afford it? Because well, what's yeah. going to happen is they're going to get enough state care right now, but when you're 30 and this resurfaces and you don't trust your husbands or you don't trust the human being enough to like commit fully to somebody, that's when this is really going to rear its ugly head. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, I definitely think you you can have a happy and healthy life. It's a lot just of ifs that, in that. Well, but at this point, it is going to, this incident will forever alter those girls. And I really wonder what happens to them and what goes through their mind once they have children. You know what I mean? Right. You're sitting there holding your newborn, like thinking, my mom slipped my throat. Right. You know what I'm saying? What am I going to do to this child? What, you know, it's terrible, dude. No, you're right. When something's wrong, when something is done wrong to you, you worry you will react in kind. Of course. I've, I've dealt with that in my life where it's like, okay, well, like, let, let, you know, let's pay attention to a couple of these things and make sure that, you know, you're not exhibiting any of this. And luckily I don't, but it, it, but it is, it is one of those things where it's like, dude, things can be cyclical. People who get beat as a kid end up beating their kids people who get you know victimized right. as as a child often will end up victimizing, victimizing others another, sorry, and, to right you, you just you just can't that again comes from partially from not admitting what happened not seeking out the proper help over what happened thinking that you have it all together on your own and uh, this country uh, has done a poor job of making fun of people who need help when 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 this woman gets out in 15 years and it'll probably be shorter than that right just because most you most know sentences so let's say 10 you know let's say Ugh. that she serves 10 your kid's 10 right now 20 years old 20 years old not even old enough to drink and you're already back out of jail unbelievable wow i didn't even think about that but that is wildly depressing we'll get you hooked up with a trip for two out to las vegas and give you our take on the browns protest from the other night that happens next on rock 106.9 dan stansbury matt fantone just kiss your fruit cakes the stansbury show chilling in the studs with my dudes on rock 106.9 hey guys you got stansbury here after you've been in a car accident all you want is peace of mind and North Canton Collision can give it to you. So whether you've been in a collision, big or small, North Canton Collision, that's who you call. Every repair at North Canton Collision comes with a lifetime warranty, and they use state-of-the-art. Six nine. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show, Rock 106.9. Somebody got lucky enough to be sent out to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Your shot happens at 9 o'clock this morning. We'll give you your next keyword. Then Teresa will get you hooked up at 11. It's good stuff. Uh, I've been missing Vegas a lot lately. As I've been talking to my mom a little bit more, my niece is like a basketball stud now, and like all that stuff. I, I just need to get out there. It looks like Christmas is when that's going to happen. Um, pretty excited about that. Maybe I'll just take Fantone with me since he's never been. Fantone brought to the Stansberry family dinner, dude. We're sitting there around Christmas, just the turkey. We're all wearing Christmas sweaters. It's gonna be a magical moment. You know what? What I would find interesting is I think, I, dude, my brother has very different views from the world than you do like politically on how to handle things he's just more of a conservative but I think you two would actually get along really well once you met one another 
I was going to say, wait, let me guess. He's like, not- he wants to choke the living crap out of you every day, but I believe he would enjoy you as a person. I, um, I, I would think most people probably like that, where we all feel like, oh, pff, you're on the other side. You're a dirty, awful, terrible person. You're the worst. No, you people want America get along to die. More than they don't. Yeah. Right, and then you meet each other, and it's like, oh, well, oh. this isn't so bad. We just have a difference on how we spend money. That's well, it. Uh, right. It's not even, it's like, we, we want the same goals. Like, yes, I want less people to be murdered. I want less, you know, issues in the country. I want all those things to happen. We just have a different way of getting there. Uh, of how we get there. Right. right. So I, we, don't have to, we don't have to hate each other. I, um, so I, I believe that would happen. I believe once having a meal with you, you'd be like, all right, that kid's not so bad. Right? Maybe and all, I think that that's true of most people. Maybe we all need to have a meal together. And so over the weekend, the Browns played another football game. Preseason, albeit, but it was a football game, and they won it. And that's not what we're talking about. And that's amazing. The Browns don't win a lot. Now, they look like they're getting better. And I heard Skip Bayless say this yesterday, and I believe he's right about it. Um, I know Skip isn't always right. He's a little hot takey, but he said, I don't care what anybody says, Hugh Jackson can flat-out coach. And I would agree. I think Hugh Jackson can coach. I, I, I am, I'm tending to agree. Um, you know, I think there's plenty of room for Hugh Jackson to mess up this year. Um, but as far as I can tell, it seems like the team this year looks better than the team last year, and that's the first step. So I will give him credit, Hugh Jackson, for that. I think he also got to credit Greg Williams. His defense looks pretty good, man. They yeah. fly to the ball. They're fast. They got speed. They hit hard. I think that's going to be much improved. And, you know, I've often said about football in particular, but all sports, all pro sports, we all put it through the filter of seventh grade football when we played, and your coach told you those exact things, but to see it actually being implemented in a professional setting by the Cleveland Browns, it is exciting. It's hard not to be excited to see Miles Garrett out there. Getting a sack. Right, and to see dudes swarming to the ball and like lighting guys up, it is, man. I'd be a liar to say there's not a part of me that's like, yeah, dude. Get it, Browns. Been saying it for a while now. This is when you want to get good. Big Ben's getting old. He's probably not going to be around a whole lot uh, more. And if you look at Pittsburgh's roster, they don't have an answer at quarterback behind him. Andy Dalton is just Andy Dalton. He doesn't suck, but he's not great. And Joe Flacco is getting closer to the end of his career than he is to the beginning of it. So now is when you want to be on the mend. Now is when you want to start getting good because we can own this division. And this is what we should be talking about today. But we're not. We have to talk about the fact that 12 Browns players kneeled and did a prayer circle during the national anthem. Now, I believe it is a player's right to protest in a manner he sees fit. But I also believe it is a league's, team's, and ownership's right to be like, I don't want you doing that on my on my field or my my team or my, my thing. Both things can exist is true there. Yeah. We're, we're not allowed to bring politics to work here in our – like, I can tell you what my opinion is because that's what I'm kind of paid to do, but I'm not allowed to have, like, political campaign stuff in my office because people have to walk by that. Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, you know, if you go to a fast food restaurant and the, you know, the person taking your order is like, yo, bro – you know, yeah, I'll get you the number five, but dude, Trump sucks, man. Nobody wants that. I, you're getting fired. Right. And rightfully <laughs> and so. And rightfully so. And rightfully so. And dude, I really do have to say, boy, oh boy, the NFL and the and, and we, last week we were talking about Roger Goodell and like, man, he's done a good job. But in this instance, dude, they have s the bed hard. I uh, hard. I I kind of agree. I, I do. I, I think Roger Goodell overall has been good for the NFL, but I but I would agree that this is something that. Uh, is going to be a black eye in the league for a little while. And here's the big problem, as I see it. The NFL has historically aligned itself 
with with the military and with the very blue collar hard work ethic middle america mentality and it made it extremely popular the problem now is is that those are not popular values anymore and i'm this kneeling for the protest is landing very anti-military, and I don't believe that's the players' intentions, but that's the way it's perceived. We align the national anthem with the military, and I think players got to know that people are going to be opposed to that. I don't really care about the protest. I will, I've always said about the protest this. It annoys me because we don't talk about what they want to talk about. We just talk about the protest and that nothing's being moved one way or the other, and I'm right about that and i find it to be annoying and i tweeted this yesterday and i kind of want this now dude take the anthem out of the game take the plane flyovers out of the game take all that stuff take all the pomp and circumstance out of the game flip the coin play the damn game yeah but then you're gonna say take the commercials out of the game and take this out of the game and it just well i need commercials for the game to be on i don't need the anthem for the game to be played i need I need the commercials because that's how the product is sold. That's how it's viable for TV. So I take your point. Now, I understand that there's a lot of you that's like, don't get rid of the anthem because then they're getting what they want. Yeah, but so are you, meaning you're not going to have to watch this protest. I will say this, though. If the country was as bad off as everybody likes to tell you it is, wouldn't there be a concerted effort not to film it, not to show it to you? Wouldn't, wouldn't, Wouldn't executive producers at TV stations be like, shh, Otherwise, we're going to have to pay attention to their effing cause. Just pan the camera over somewhere else. Um, yes, that's what would happen. But what drives clicks? And, and dude, there's no, there's no morals in news. There's no morals in like that's in covering something. But I mean, what's what's going to if if they just would have panned the camera away from these twelve players? What are we talking about? What are we clicking on? Channel three is not going to do that. Yeah, no, I know they're you not know, going to do that. That's against their own self interest. For sure, it is. I just. I have been guilty of saying that this stuff won't affect ratings and it won't affect attendance, but I don't know anymore, man. You know, you look at ESPN, I know we already talked about this, you know, removing that that broadcaster from the game and stuff like that. This is going to be aligned with that. And I think you're going to see a lot of people be like, you know what, man, I'm over this. So, I mean, so... With that being said, is is there more people that are over this or more people that are supporting this? Because like it's this weird place where it's hard to tell today, Fantone, because this is our team, and so the the reaction of Browns fans is going to be like, "Shut up and play." I don't know how the I don't know how it's landing for the country. I know I read the comment sections of all the local news stations, and dude, people in Ohio don't want this, or that's what the news is pr- trying to show you, right? And I mean. Don't get me, I don't want it. I'll tell you that I don't want it. Don't get me wrong. You know, yes, you can get somewhat of a pulse of the nation by you know reading the comments in a section. But you, I mean, I think you know the, there was a, a picture of it when it kind of like blew up on on was it Friday night Saturday or was it Saturday night Monday night Monday night Oh Monday, Monday night, night. Yeah, yeah sorry we took a couple of days off. This feels week. like We're Monday confused. to me yeah. today. So I thought it was Saturday night. Yeah. Um, Monday night. But you know, the, the the thing I retweeted, I feel like there was just if not more, support for the players. So it's just like... I didn't see as much of that. So so you're right. If that's happening, I didn't see as much of it. I think there's a, um, I think there's an, equal, an equal amount of support on both sides, probably, when you get down to it. <coughs> and, I mean, I, I, you knew this was coming. There was no way that this was going to be like, no, the Browns, they're not going to do anything. Of course it was coming. And I agree with you that there are times that this narrative has gotten lost. Um, but... 
it's it, never it's, been it's, found. But it's grown. You know what I'm saying? No, the protests have grown. This is now, the, I saw this on Twitter last night, and this guy was totally right about it. It's the ice bucket challenge now. It's just the cool thing to be doing. But how many, how, I mean, we did the story of how many millions of dollars but, were raised. Right, and I knew that was going to be the rebuttal. But money got raised. No money's being raised through this. They're not doing anything. They all speak in broad strokes. Oppression. Injustice. Equality. Nobody ever hyper-defines it. Nobody ever tells you, here's what our plan is. Like, let me ask the players. What does the country have to do for you to go back to just appreciating the national anthem? Where do we got to get? Nobody ever tells me where the finish line is. Does, but, do, do, I mean, like, do you have the right to know? Do, is it, does it matter that like if you understand it or not? I yes, guess. because that's I'm but the why, one they're trying to get. But why are you, you know, you can make the same argument of, well, like, why are you standing? Well, why am I kneeling? Well, why are you standing? What's happened so great that you feel like that this is? What has happened so great that we stand in appreciation of the national anthem? I'll tell you what's happened so great. Every war America's been in, we kicked ass. Like that's I what mean, it there's been some I mean there's been some losses. More, yeah, more often than not though we win. And dude, I am telling you, this is uh, still this is a pretty good country to live in, right? Yeah. I say I did I said this about about basketball, I'll say it about football. The owners have the control. If the owners all get together and say, "You know what, dude, I don't want to own teams anymore because it's too much of a hassle." You're just a dude who runs fast. Good luck playing in the park. Yeah, but that money's not going away. Somebody's going to step in to, to, to uh, make that money. You I mean, have, it's about that billion-dollar industry. We have got to get back to sports. We have got to do it. I understand politics have always been in sports. And I'll tell you, when, when a guy kneels now or just raise the fist or, or whatever and like Derek Carr places his hand on the guy's shoulder, I like it. I don't like guys praying during the national anthem. I don't like it. I felt like that was a cheap cop out. Like if you're gonna do it, don't try to hide behind prayer. Don't try to hide behind do it. like right. Do it if you're going to do it. Own it and do it. Don't my, be like, well. We're all praying. My like, problem. Makes that better. My problem with what they chose to do with the praying is I feel like and dude, I'm a non-believer. Right. I'm not an atheist, but I'm more agnostic than I am anything else. But I was raised in a very religious household by a minister father, and I believe that both the anthem and prayer deserve... Like, if other people pray, I won't play on my phone while you're doing that. Now, I won't close my eyes and pray along with you, but I will sit quietly and not fidget out of respect for what it is you are doing. I believe that the anthem and prayer both deserve your full attention, whether you stand, kneel, whatever, but don't do another activity during it. So by them sitting quietly, by them kneeling, by them not playing with their phone, essentially... I'm not praying with you, and we're you know I'm, I'm 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 translating the prayer into the respect for the national anthem or whatever you kind of view that as. But they're not. There's no crime being broken. Your rights aren't being infringed on. I don't. Uh, there's no rules being broken. I don't like the we're gonna do something else during it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I believe both prayer and the anthem deserve your you know your undivided attention during those things. It seems, that seemed to me, honestly, that seemed disrespectful to me. It really did. It just seemed cheap to me. It just seemed like, well, we don't want to take all the heat, so we're going to say it was like under the under the guise of prayer. They say now that, you know, uh, that was it Seth Devolve? Do I have that guy's yeah. name right? He's like the first pl- white player to join this, and he's not. Derek Carr put his hand on, on uh, what was it, Khalil Mack's shoulder pad? First guy to kneel. Okay. I, I, I think... And people, people are drawing lines between the hand and the kneeling and the and the fist. And I mean, I think it's a bigger deal because Derek Carr plays the premier position in 
the NFL. He also plays for a, an organization with more notoriety than the Browns have in the Oakland Raiders. I think that that's a bigger deal to me. I understand like here now locally we're gonna we're gonna view it the other way because he's one of ours. But if I ask most people, most NFL fans even, what position to set the valve play, Ooh. nobody's gonna know. What? Right. Nobody's going to know. I now not to say that what he's doing isn't great because I guess he's got a couple of biracial kids that he's raising and he's like, look, I just want my kids to be raised in a country that views them the same as everybody else, and I do too, Seth. I do too. But I don't. This has always been my problem. I don't believe kneeling during the national anthem gives you that. And I guess if you don't believe that, and like I think a lot of people feel that way, where's the, where's the flaw? Where's it like? Where's some, somebody getting hurt? Where's the, somebody's rights getting stepped on? It's like okay, you can say it's ineffective, and you can say it's not worth anything, but like it's not. But but okay, but like so so. What's your problem then? That it's ineffective? That they should be doing something more? Yes. What should? No. My problem is, is that we can't even focus on football anymore over something that isn't working. It isn't working. It's not doing what you want it to do. So you have to find another mode. Also, what I would say is, back in the day, athletes kind of had to do this kind of stuff because nobody had a voice. You have Twitter now, bro. You got 1.3 million followers. Tweet. If it's good enough for the president, it's good enough for a backup tight end, right? I, I just, you gotta, do. they have got to do something, and what's eventually going to happen is they're going to send the players back to the locker room, and the anthem's going to be done like it used to be. The NFL pulled the players out of the locker room because of the optics looked so good with the national anthem, and look at them all standing there in respect of the flag and the military. That's why, that's why the NFL did it, because they have aligned themselves with the military since the beginning. Now the optics are bad, and what is the NFL going to do? They're going to shove you right back in the locker room. It, it, isn't that false sense of patriotism? Isn't that yes? Isn't that but isn't, but it plays. But but isn't that you know if if we're not looking at it just from what plays in the in the public eye, if we're looking at it from is that truly right or wrong? Isn't that just as bad? Making guys go out there and stand. You know? I don't know. I don't think so. I think guys standing in respect and, and listening to the national anthem as like a way to start an event of you know what? Thank God we live in a country that that has this kind of stuff. I don't think it's wrong. But being forced to do that does feel wrong to me. Being forced to do that is essentially that lack you what, of freedom. I'll tell you what's wrong. Somebody in living inside the borders of this country feeling as if you have to be forced to respect this country. I, that, to me, feels wrong. You have the right to do whatever you want. I have the right to think it's not good. And, again, you're not moving your narrative. Colin Kaepernick did this a year and a half ago. There has been zero, zero, zero in-depth conversation about police brutality in this country. As a matter of fact, all we do is argue about the anthem. It isn't moving the ball down the field. Excuse the pun, but it's not. Get out there and catch passes. Tweet after the game. You're going to drive people away from your products. You are. Whether you think so or not, will it be next year, year after? I don't know. But if we continue down this path, it'll be sooner than you think. America is getting fed up, and sooner or later, they're going to show you by the rating. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here for the Wakeham Auto Family. It was about four months ago. I got my new car from Wakeham and I absolutely love it. I talk about this all the time. A new car isn't just transportation. It's all about boosting your confidence as well. You feel a little bit more confident, get more things done in your day. I actually find myself going more places because before I wouldn't want to drive the car I had and now I don't worry about that at all. And right now, the Wakeham Auto Family is gearing up for their Labor Day sale. Listen to this. Right now, they're doing zero money down on leases. 
They're doing cars at $200 per month with zero money down. SUVs, those are just $250 per month, and again, with zero money down. There are a ton of Wacom vehicles that qualify for this, so everything you need to know can be found at Wacom.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sanford Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. Miss anything from previous shows, you can podcast it right there. And 9 o'clock, we'll send you out to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. I'm taking a lot of messages. Mm-hmm. One of them was... Dude, I, I understand giving up recreational marijuana the way you have, but over the last hour and a half, I feel like you could qualify for a medical script now. <laughs> apparently, uh, it's pretty funny there. I, uh, apparently, uh, people believe I've become unhinged, and and I and I really don't think I have. I think I just am right about what I'm saying, and I feel passionately about it. And I, look, I'm not one of these people that's telling the players, oh, shut up, don't protest. I'm just telling you, it's not working. So you got to adjust it in some level. And so, I, people are making this argument to me, Fantone, that, well, it is working. You're talking about it. And no, that's my point, is no, we're not. We're talking about the, pro- we're talking about the protest and whether or not that should be done on a football field. Nobody is addressing their issues because, honestly, their issues are yet to be hyper-defined. I, I think the, the, it's broad stroke. I mean, I think the issues of race relations when it comes to police departments have very much been a part of the conversation over the past I haven't years. heard it. You, I, somebody needs to show me the articles or show me the podcast or show me ESPN. None of them do it. None of them do it. It's all about cap. It's all about the protest. There has been no more in-depth conversation about this. There hasn't. And it's because the NFL players, albeit hearts being in the right place, are doing a piss-poor job of lining out their argument. They are. They're just doing a bad argument. They're doing a bad job of it. It's very broad-stroked. And like a guy said on Twitter last night, and he was right about it, this has become the ice bucket challenge. Just let me jump in and be one of these people doing this. I want to be part of the new thing. And it feels that way. I mean, you don't think there's been more news coverage when it comes to policing issues? No. I really don't. I really don't. I'm not hearing about it. Nobody's showing me numbers of it. And I think that might be because, honestly, when you really do examine the numbers, it doesn't back up what a lot of what you're hearing. I think that's part of it. I really do. I believe in a player's right to do it. But I believe that the audience is going to not receive it well. So do you think that... You know, last year the NFL's ratings were down. There's, you know, that's 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 the truth. They um, went back up after the election, though. Um, so do you think it was election, or do you think it was Kaepernick? Or, I, I, mean, I I think the ratings last year were indicative of the election cycle being as heated as it was, and it was a circus sideshow. Do but I don't believe that that means that these then won't affect the ratings long term. I don't know if they will or not. Now this is from ESPN, and I know you've got your gripes with ESPN today, but Anthem protest led poll of reasons why viewers tuned out of NFL games. Yeah, last that's year. ESPN's poll. I, I I don't buy that. It's, I don't. It was a JD Power poll, and it was down seven percent year to year. So, I mean, I know there was parts of the year that it jumped up and there was parts of the year that it jumped down, but... I believe that there are people out there that want you to believe that that's why they were tuning it out. Because they want to speak out against the Kaepernick thing. I don't buy it. I think that that's a lot of self-reporting and I don't believe it. Now, it could be true. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not saying for sure I'm right. I don't believe that that's the reading. If that was the reason, why then why are preseason ratings up year to year? It's up threefold. So far, until this now last thing, and I have some some local reaction via like comments to you know news organizations, and some news organizations just went through Facebook and pulled people's comments, which they're allowed to do because it's a public forum. Now you're not just a football disgrace, but a social disgrace. Puke. 
your right to kneel, my right to boycott. I'm canceling my NFL ticket. Of course. Uh, of course. I mean, I think people who, who are like, well, you know, it's, of course that's your right to not watch it and to not to support their advertisers. I heard somebody yesterday say, oh, well, I'm not going to buy anything that advertises with the Cleveland well, Browns. Y- there's no way you can do You're that. You're not buying anything, man. Yeah. Period. End of the story. Right. Like, you, like good luck. You, you can't. That that's It's not realistic. This is what I've always said about every protest or every boycott. We don't have the fabric makeup inside of us to stick through it to the end. It's not what Americans are. It's not who we are. We're half-assed society. It's who we are. We're the microwave society. We don't have the the wherewithal to stick through this to the end. They Another guy here, Paul Hayden, says allowing these players to protest on clock is wrong. Fans are not going to tolerate it. The NFL will have empty stadiums, and each year every one of you will need jobs in the real world. Now, I disagree with Paul. What I think will happen is will you see less people showing up over time? Yes, but then what the NFL will do smartly is reduce ticket prices, and people who now don't go to games will start to go to games because they can. That's what will happen in the end. I don't believe the product of will go away, although we do live in a world where things can happen like that that we don't think. Like, establishments can fall. They can. Yes, I don't see this in our, my lifetime. I'll admit that. But establishments can fall. Establishments can. I view the NFL as something a bit different. Too big to fail? Not, yeah, a little bit. A little bit of like... Dude, it may be. I mean, and, 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 and you know, you bring up the fact of last year and the ratings of the difference between post-election and... and our, Pre-election to post-election, pre-election down fourteen percent, post-election down two percent. So, like, yes, there was a definite factor that played into that. There, um, okay. I just think, I just think with, I'll attribute that two percent to it. With not just not not just the election of last year, uh, but the political landscape as a whole, I think this this mentality of bunkering down into your ideals will start to okay if i'm this bunkered down into being pro trump pro trump pro trump and i know i have to be anti nfl i think that this tribe mentality definitely will play into like well then f it i'm leaving the nfl i'm now I, there's a guy who listens to us all the time and he says look i don't always agree with you but today i think you're dead on and he said and i did cancel my sunday nfl ticket this year because of this so there are people out there now there's some i don't believe it's going to be as many people right now this season it's what happens it's the snowball effect. And, and you have to factor in too that some people are just canceling their cable because it's too it's expensive, cable. and right. it's, you have eight million other options. And I think if you pulled them, they would say that the cap was the reason. And they, again, just like I think people want to take part in the kneeling, I think some people just want to take part in the protest against the other side. I will say, and I know that this isn't going to go back. We always use this analogy: you can't put the pace back in the tube. But I'll say, and what I will tell NFL players and NBA players and any other professional athlete: you understand that that sport's not about you, right? You understand that that game's not about you, right? It's about me. It's about Fantone. It's about people watching the game. And some of us, and I don't think this makes you a bigot, racist, fascist, or any other word Twitter wants to use, I just think some people just want to go to a game, drink a beer, and watch touchdowns. And I think that that's okay. I think escapism is okay. I think separation of politics and sports and everything would be okay. Now, we're not going to do it. And it's too late now. But I do, I do sometimes just want to turn on a game, drink a beer, and forget about my day. And I don't know why that makes me a bad person. I'll remind you, football player, this isn't about you. It's about me. And you have to remember that. Otherwise, that NFL contract you want might not be there waiting for you. And let me tell you, dude, it's harder to make a living off of what I make than it is off of what you make. Just going to leave it at that. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You hang on. Dan Stansberry. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes.
on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 1069. You're about 10, 12 minutes away from getting hooked up with a trip for two out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll give you your next keyword, 9 o'clock. Uh, Fantone made me aware of this during the break that the Browns have announced that Deshaun Kaiser will be your third preseason game starter. That game is August 26th, which is Saturday night, and they are at Tampa Bay for that. Deshaun Kaiser is going to be your starter. And again, not to go overboard on this, but this again will get lost in the shuffle because of what we're talking about that's not a football situation. And I heard this. Somebody said to me during the break via Twitter that, you know, you're asking to just be able to like drink a beer and watch a football game. And he says, white privilege is being able to turn on a game and escape racial inequality. Yeah, that's what entertainment's for. For me to escape the world's problems. That's what entertainment is for. And so I'll ask this question. So because I was randomly, didn't choose, I was randomly born white, I must now be preached to before I'm allowed to enjoy things? I must be preached to before I can enjoy something? You know, I'm the kind of the guy you want, right? I believe that African Americans are my equal. I believe that, you know, dude, you should be able to be president. You should be able to have any job equal, same drinking fountain, everything else. I'm actually effing woke. Not this new age fake version on Twitter. I'm actually woke. But I'm telling you, man, if you keep doing stuff like this, you are going to turn off good intentioned people from like, dude, I just want to watch football. What happened to that? Can't I just watch a game? Yes, I understand his point, what he's trying to say there, and I definitely understand your point as well. So it, It's kind of one of those things that both things exist is true. Yeah, I mean, the truth lies somewhere in the middle, like, I don't know, like almost everything else. Like every other life. issue in the world, like, right. Like everything in life. Dude, um, I gotta tell you, I honestly thought you and I were gonna argue more today, and I'm kind of thankful that we're not. No, I mean, honestly, like, I think there's a lot of this where it's like, kind of the points have been made, you know what I'm saying? Like... These guys have the right to do this. There's no questioning that. So whether you do or do not approve is going to dictate what happens with your relationship to the NFL, not necessarily what happens with my relationship with the NFL. So, like, I don't know. I just see this as kind of like, even if you don't think that this is accomplishing anything, in my opinion, it's not hurting anything. Like I said, there's been nobody's rights have been trampled on. Nobody's, nobody's, you know, no law has been broken. At this point, no rules have been broken. The most that's happened is people's feelings have been hurt. That truly is, is what's happened here, is that your feelings about the national anthem, your feelings about the flag, your feelings about patriotism have been hurt here, have been like, have been attacked here. So there's a part of me that's like, I don't care. Like, what do, what do I care? What do yeah, I care I about? I mean, your, your feelings are not protected underneath the right, Constitution. Right. They're not. And I just, and I know, I don't, I don't mean to derail this into, because honestly, we're kind of up against it here. Um, I just don't think it's necessarily fair to say that nothing has came out of this, because there has been a ton of activism from players within the NFL. Now, has it all been as highlighted? As as these protests, no. But is that their fault or is that our fault? Is that the media's fault? Is that the audience's fault? Is that their fault? Both. I mean, well, it's hard to blame that on the athlete. It is. It's it's hard to blame that we, on the athlete. We want to get pissed about something. We want to be angry about the national anthem. I believe these people, these athletes, are well intentioned. I do, and I believe their cause is real. Is there racial inequality in this country? Of course there is. But again, what I just admitted that to you. So what I'm saying is, is that even if you're taking a guy like me who believes that, and you're kind of turning me off from this, I would pay attention to that because you need me to grab the rest of the Peckerwood white people and tell them that they're wrong. And dude, you kind of got me in the 
point where it's like, nah, I'm kind of over it. I mean, Michael Jenkins from the Philadelphia Eagles has spoke in front of his, uh, in front of state lawmakers uh, when it comes to prison reform. Uh, Anquan Bolden and uh, two who dudes, just retired, two two dudes from the Lions. But guys, I mean, you know, I'm just saying, dudes that are are in, that are involved in part of this protest, they have done things. Now, are they as 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 you know? In your face? No, but, you know, I mean, Colin Kaepernick has donated, I think, $800,000 to various causes, has, you know... Cap, since being, you know, kind of... And I would admit to you, again, this is how you know I'm, I'm even balanced on this. I will admit that I believe his protest has played a role, a factor, as to why he's not on an NFL roster right now. I don't think it's the only one, but it definitely did play a factor. I won't deny it. So so donated $800,000, started a program which gives, you know, recently released parolees and, and, and felons suits, has started a program which teaches youngsters their rights as an American. I would agree, but what the opposition's going to say, Fantone, about that is that he had to be dragged into that by people saying to you, where's your substance? Now, is there is there validity there? Sure, but I don't know if that's necessary. That doesn't discredit everything that's happened here. All I'm saying is this, is that I don't think it makes people a bigot, fascist, racist, or whatever if they say, I don't want to watch this before I watch the game. I don't think that that makes you a racist. I don't think it makes you, like, you're proud of your white privilege. I don't buy that. I think, honestly, is that, dude, people get off on attacking the establishment. But... I think that, you know, yes, I, I can agree with you 100% that that isn't necessarily, but how many times can you turn a blind eye to an issue before you're supporting that issue? Oh, I disagree with that. I, I, I disagree with that. I, 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 you know, you got to understand that most people don't have the station in life to help the issue. So, not, like, not paying it, like, not wanting the protest, I don't think that that's you contributing to it. I don't. Most people don't have enough power, a big enough station in life to to afflict any amount of change. I know that it looks good on bumper stickers like thinking that one person can change the world is the only thing that ever can. Yeah, that's great on a bumper sticker. In application, it does absolutely nothing. I, again, will say this. You have absolutely the right to protest, but standing up and going, why is everybody screaming at me for it? It's crazy. It is. It's crazy. Kaepernick had to be dragged into substance. Where was the substance before? Show me that before you take my time. Tell me something. All they ever do, then the camera after the game points in their face. They say, inequality, injustice, inequality. Just show it to me. Lay it out. Give me examples. Show me what's the fix. Where does the country have to get before we can get back to playing football? Show me what the win is. Lay it out. But they can't. It's because they're being, dude, Cap is being led around by the nose by his girlfriend. He, dude, he got dragged into this by a nice piece of tight, and that's the only reason he's doing it. It's, uh, that's, that's, uh, the cause is there, but the arguments are never laid out intelligently, ever. And it's not that they're not being given the opportunity. The cameras point right in their face after every game. And again, I'll say this, they're all on Twitter. And yet, substance is never part of it. It's always broad stroked, and it's starting to get to the point of, I get it. And if we're turning the world into where white people have to be preached at before they can enjoy entertainment, I got to tell you, that's a scary place for us to be. It's a scary, scary place for us to be. I also think a lot of this is generational. I think if you go ask older people, even in the African-American community, they would tell you like, God, dude, enough. Some of this is generational. Not all, but some. A Canton woman was hurt. Doing something dangerous. Doesn't mean she deserved it, 
But the story, I think, is going to jar a little, uh, some of you at least. And we'll get into that after uh, passing out another trip to the iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here with a phenomenal job opportunity for you with a great partner of the Stansberry Show, Truebridge. Truebridge is a great opportunity for somebody wanting a new career in insurance sales, but it involves absolutely no cold calling. They help with your pre-licensing training, study tips, and support, and they also pay for the state exam. They are on Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. We're online, WRQK.com. Just another reminder, you can join me this Saturday night. I'll be at Ray's Place in Kent from 8 to 9. And then from 9 to 10, you'll be able to find me at the 157 Lounge. That will be my first time being there. I've never been there. It's nice, dude. A little downtown Kent action right there. I like it. I like it a lot. I Dude, I was a mainstay at Ray's Place forever. How Stansberry got his groove back this Saturday night, Kent, Ohio. Yeah, it'll be fun when I walk in and the record scratches when a bunch of 22-year-olds are like, what is my dad doing? 22-year-olds are like, what is a record? What What are we talking about Fair here? point. Fair point. MP3s don't skip. But I'll be out there in Kent for uh, Miller Lite's end of summer party. I'll get you hooked up with Sandsbury Show stickers and some tickets and some things and the like. We'll see you Saturday night, 8 o'clock at Race Place. I saw this, and um, it's terrifying. As a woman and the instructor both were injured in a skydiving accident here in Canton, 20-year-old Sabrina Lyons and her boyfriend BJ were at Canton Air Sports over the weekend trying to skydive for the first time. And uh, the 20-year-old and her boyfriend were, like I said, at Canton Air Sports. And uh, BJ, who was a first-time flyer, if, so then if I'm reading that right, that means this is the first time he's ever been in a plane. And he had the jitters before he jumped, but landed smoothly in the drop zone himself. As for the girlfriend, not so much. Things took a turn for the worse after she and her flight instructor, Mark, slammed into the fuel tank on the base. Sabrina then suffered a minor head injury, and her leg is now in a cast. As for the instructor himself, Anton, uh, dislocated shoulder. I'm sure that hurts. Canton Air Sports founder Roger Connolly tells the instructor that, or has uh, told the news that the instructor has more than 10,000 jumps wow. and was more than qualified to make this landing. It's just an unfortunate incident that is going to happen. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess occasionally. And I guess you can't be surprised, right? I mean, you are jumping out of a plane. It's not necessarily an exact science. Yeah, and I mean, if you don't think there's inherited risk there, you're you're crazy. I mean, this isn't a this isn't a roller coaster. This is jumping out of a plane. And it's not like it's not like, oh damn, dude, the parachute didn't work. They landed on something wrong. You know what I mean? So like it's not like this dude like completely forgot, like, oh damn, I forgot to put the parachute on her. Now you know, I, I, so now I'm ignorant to this. But isn't it like what you pull on both sides of the parachute and that's like how you kind of aim like i understand like dude if you hit the wing of the plane jumping out of it that's i mean it's right there whatever right. you meant but i mean you're floating at this point like you didn't see the the tank like 
I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, how, know how that happened. I don't know how hard it is to aim. You know I what have, I'm saying? That's what I'm, saying. Like, I'm ignorant to it. I have no idea. Yeah, I've never, I've never skydived before, so I can't necessarily be like, no, it's real easy to do. But yes, I mean, somebody, you know, but if you jump 10,000 times, inevitably, something's going to go wrong. I mean, that's just sure. the truth of it. You put, you put the Sandsbury show on 10,000 times, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have a strike at one point. You know what I'm saying? Like, put soon, it on for 10 minutes. Sooner or later, we're going to mess something up. So, like, I can't necessarily be shocked here in, like, like, yes, there's definitely liability when it comes to this company, but there's also a little bit of like, yo, you decided to jump out of a plane. Uh, it's I, a dangerous thing. I was going to say, I, re- I don't know for sure, but I mean, read the fine print of the waiver, right? Like, I'm, I'm willing to bet there's probably not a whole lot of blame on the company. And that I bet the fine print says, eh, look, like I said, this is I'm going to paraphrase, but it's like, you know, this is kind of not an inexact science there. There's something may go wrong here. But I could, uh, I don't know, man. I could, dude, the older I get, the more afraid of that kind of stuff I am. I, Are you jumping out of a plane? Maybe 10 years ago, I'd have been like, yeah, I want to do it. But now, what, what am I doing that for? Uh, I'm, I'm 33. I'm too old. One of the old radio stations I worked at did a promotion every year called Screw Over Your Ex. And what you would do is, is like, we would fly you up, like in Garrettsville, there's a place that did this. And we, I get, would like fly you over your like ex's house, and then you would jump out of the plane. I, I, it see, I, it's not, I, right now most of you are going what? what? But for some reason, sense. it was like one of the biggest things that station did every year. Like people loved that promotion. Yeah, I mean that's strange in the sense of like I'm so over you. I'm gonna jump out of a that, plane over your house. Yeah, I'm gonna fly over your house because of how over. That's like when people post memes like "I'm so over you." It's like, well, why are you taking ten minutes out of your day about it? Dri- driving back and forth in front of your house ten times over the course of the day, not enough. I'm gonna take it to the skies. Yeah, you're really over. Her. Yeah, not over it at all. Um, I I'm willing to bet though if we gave away trips for oh, skydiving, yeah, I mean the phone would ring off the hook, right? Well, I I bet they're gonna want some some pretty good. They're gonna want some positive press, right? Maybe we should get in contact with them and find that out. Although it's probably getting close to the end of the season, right? I, I doubt highly. I don't know this, but I would imagine they probably don't do that in Ohio during the winter, right? I don't know. It's probably like golf courses. Days it's available, they probably open up the ah, door, you know. Ah, probably right. Probably right. It's what I'm always saying, dude. Dome, Ohio. I get golf all year. You get to jump out of planes. Everybody wins. It's Dome, Ohio. If you missed it, the news is Kyrie Irving shipped out of Cleveland on his way up to Boston there, and uh, Fantone, they got a pretty strong take on it, and we'll air that out for you. That will be next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here for the Wakeham Auto Family. It was about four months ago. I got my new car from Wakeham, and I absolutely love it. I talk about this all the time. A new car isn't just transportation. It's all about boosting your confidence as well. You feel a little bit more confident, get more things done in your day. I actually find myself going more places because before I wouldn't want to drive the car I had, and now I don't worry about that at all. And right now, 6.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Gabby says, damn it, Sansbury, out of all the nights, I'm usually at Ray's place, but this Saturday I'm going to be at the Randolph Fair. Well, I feel like that's you making poor life decisions, Gabby. Yeah. Come to Ray's place instead. I'll be there at 8 o'clock Saturday night for Miller Lite's end of summer party. And then uh, we'll be at the 157 Lounge from 9 to 10 after that. And how long How long does the fair last? I mean, all right, you go, well, there's you a the cow. world's biggest goat. Right, and then there's like, oh, all right, the well, there's some fried cheese, okay. Oh, well, let's not knock fried cheese. Right. Let's, let's, let's not get carried away. Fried cheese is delicious. 
So Kyrie Irving has been traded to the Boston Celtics, as I said he would be last week. And I'm a little sad because I, you know, Kyrie was kind of my calf. Now, I'm not saying he's better than LeBron James. LeBron, obviously, you know, the best player on the planet. But, like, Kyrie was kind of like my guy, right? And so I'm a little bummed out, but I'm not going to go overboard. I'm not going to say, oh, you know, you're screwing this whole thing up. I'll wait and see what happens here. In return, we get Isaiah Thomas. Uh, a little short, but uh, not the worst player in the world. I mean, he showed a little heart in, you know, in, in the series last year um, against us. Jay Crowder coming to the Cavs as well. I know a lot of people are excited about that. A lot of people seem to feel as if he'll be able to body up Kevin Durant a little bit better than we were able to this last time around. And uh, and I believe that that's probably true. I believe we also get a pick from, is it the Nets and it's unprotected? Like, we can kind of do whatever we want there? Correct. That'll turn into a top three pick in that'll, this year's draft. So there you uh, go. I mean, not, you know. Maybe not for safe, us, but for somebody. Safe assumption that that'll be a top three um, pick. I don't believe, and I, and, uh, I know of Phantom's opinion on this, and he doesn't believe this either, that the roster you see right now will be the roster rolling into the playoffs. There will obviously be more movement made. Um, I... Um, I'm bummed to see Kyrie go. For those interested, he's going to change his number. He will now be wearing number 11 while uh, being a Boston Celtic. I am. I'm just going to ask you again for the people who weren't listening the first time around. Did the Cavs get better? <sighs> yes, um, and it sounds crazy because the Cavs lost the best player in the uh, in, in the in the trade here. There's no question about it. Normally in the NBA, sorry to cut you off, but lose the star, lose the trade. Um, Isaiah Thomas is still a star, and I mean an all star for the past two years, and is a star. And like I said earlier, I mean both dudes are capable of putting up 30 points on any given night. And Isaiah Thomas is 100. Po- you know, it's possible for that to happen. You know, with people him. were trying to sell me on this last night of going, you know, his points per game and all this stuff was higher than Kyrie's. And I made the argument back that I think that's because Boston needed more out of Isaiah Thomas. When you have LeBron James and you have a couple of other players, maybe then your, your points per game will go down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, right? much like Kevin Love's points per games have gone down. Since joining the Cavaliers. Cavaliers. But the flip to that is... is Kyrie is no longer going to have LeBron James to partner up with. That's true. And the difference between Isaiah Thomas and Kyrie Irving, yes, there's a gap, but it's not that big. But the difference between LeBron James and Gordon Hayward, there's a world of difference there. Huge. So, so Kyrie's numbers, Kyrie's numbers might go up, um, but I don't think that necessarily translates into a further run for him in his career. So, I, I, I think the Cavs got better in the sense of yes, they lost some at point guard. There's no question about that. Um, but they 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 picked up an elite defender in Jay Crowder, and you got to factor that in when the Cavs face the Celtics, probably in the Eastern Conference Finals again this year. Who's going to guard LeBron? Who's who are you bought? You putting Gordon Hayward on LeBron? Love to see it, dude. Love to see it. Yeah, so like, I, I, that, honestly, that's a wet dream for LeBron. Right. So like, you, you got to factor that in. I, I I think that you know uh, Joe Varden from Cleveland.com talked about it this weekend. Or not this weekend. It's Wednesday, Fantone. Not Monday. Sorry about this. It's like the third time I've I know. Done yeah. That. But um, talked about um, a very real possibility that Dwayne Wayne gets bought out from the Bulls and ends up in a Chicago or in a Cleveland jersey. By the end of all this, and there's a real possibility that could happen with Carmelo Anthony too. So, like, you, you, you know, for as much as patience as I wanted to practice when it came to the Kyrie Irving trade, I think the Cavs pulled the trigger at the right time, and I think that you know you still have a ton of time in front of you to improve as a team. So, and, and, and I guess really we're leaving out a number one draft pick, and what I said, you know, is a likely top three draft pick there, and we're looking at you know either a that's the rebuilding block after this year falls apart, which a lot of people feel is a possibility, or B, 
that is the last true asset the Cavaliers are going to have to push for another star. If you put Kevin Love and a number one pick together and you package them, there's going to be a team who's like, I don't know. That's Kevin really Love, pretty good. good, can shoot threes and contract and another three, four years on his contract. And you're going to pull. So in a you rookie. have him if you trade right, for him. And you're going to pull in a rookie. So if you've got a guy with only a year left on his contract and you think you're going to lose him anyway, it's like, well, if we do this, you like to tweet last night of a guy suggesting what you do is you take that pick and Kevin Love and you dangle it in front of New Orleans and you try to seduce you know them to you know give you Anthony Davis. Now I don't think that that's enough to make New Orleans give up Anthony Davis, but if it is, how good is that? I mean that's 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 good. that's buying in on the all in thing. That's buying in on the this is the year. Whatever happens post this year, be damned. Everything else does not matter. The only things that matters is winning this championship. And personally, I think that's the only way that the Cavaliers really walk away with this as a victory. You can talk about like, well, if LeBron leaves and Kyrie's already gone and now you've all you've got is Jay Crowder and Isaiah Thomas, you need that draft pick. F that draft pick, dude. Trade, trade, trade. Make moves right now. Even if they don't pan out, I'd much rather have you striking out with your, the bat off your shoulder. I'd much and rather And a proven have commodity. I mean, the thing about, I mean, if we went through the last, and I'm, I'm guessing at this, but my guess is, is that if I went through the last 10 drafts of the NBA and looked at the top five players, I'm going to find a lot more bust than I do stars, right? Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I know it's true in the NFL, so I'm just, I'm applying, you know, sports logic, but I don't know that I'm right about that. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think basketball is a little bit, you're a little bit more uh, top heavy when it comes to stuff like that. So I think there's a little bit less risk when you, when you, when you come to drafting high. Um, but you know, for a team that didn't have a lot of assets coming into this, I feel like the Cavs now have options in front of them of like, Hey, this is what we can do. Movable pieces. And this is what we can do to make our shot at this time title better because honestly like I said anything else that happens after this year whatever whatever you have one more year with LeBron you have one more year of like this is the windows open after that that window could shut real quick well, so you, you got to go all in for more than one reason it's not only because LeBron could leave after next year I'll tell you why here in a second but also I'm reading this now that there's a report coming out now and there's a reason why it's coming out right now is that all the young Chicago Bulls players Hate Dwayne Wade. Hate him. That's the quote. Is that all young Chicago Bulls players hate Dwayne Wade. They've been talking about a buyout. My guess is you're going to see Dwayne Wade coming here to the Cavaliers. Now, here's why. The, here's another reason why you got to go all in. And why you, it's not just about the fact that LeBron could leave next year. It's about the fact that repeating and winning a championship back-to-back years is incredibly hard. Look at how hard it was for us to try to do it last year. And I also think that there's going to be a thing that could happen with the Warriors where they could start to take LeBron light. Where they can be like, dude, we kind of thumped him in the finals. Like, yeah, he played great and this and that, but the team wasn't close. And there could be a taking you lightly thing. There could be a resting on your laurels thing happening with Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. And, you know, now Steph's got two titles and maybe the urgency isn't there where the urgency is now there with LeBron James. So if you go all in now, maybe you do win. And may, and honestly, let's admit this. If LeBron gives you two titles, and then he leaves and goes and be a Laker. Do you really care? No. You got the two titles. Uh, these are you, 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 People said the same thing about one title. And, oh, well, I, if I just get one in my lifetime, I'll never well, care. Maybe I'm more realistic than most yeah, people. Yeah, most people, most people would say that, and then they would cry on, on the flip side of that. But here's the thing, though, is if the Cavaliers are able to piece and part together, not only a title contender, but a championship winner, I mean, I, I think at that point, to say, like, well, LeBron's 100% gone, come on. 
You know, if they get bounced out of the second round of the playoffs, yes, he's going to leave. But if they end up winning an NBA championship, I don't know. I think that's and that's the whole point. That is the well. See again, I always say about live opinions. I can change my live opinion due to certain events happening. If they win a title, it might change. So can LeBron, and that's the thing. Yes, with that's all fair. These, with all fair. these, with all this, this oh, LeBron's leaving one hundred percent for sure. Well, eh, come on. Like, if he wins a title, maybe not. And and, and I, I, I saw something on Twitter, and this was an NBA beat reporter talking about you know he's. Uh, he's been in contact with some LeBron James insiders, and um, he's the the word that both guys use is obsessed. LeBron has yeah, I read that he has he has a a, a with what though with winning this championship. Oh, is that, going that's out what there they being okay. the best player in the NBA? So I I, I think that there's you know I I, I saw said, a workout video where he was like running like the layup drill both ends of the court yesterday, and he is he's that guy. I mean, dude, we're talking about a guy 15 years in, got multiple times. He didn't have to do it, but he still addresses it like it's his first year. Angry. LeBron LeBron is capable That's of anything. That's a good LeBron. I will, I will say that, but I agree. it's going to be hard to keep that anger up for 82 games, and then you go into the playoffs. So I, I said it before, and even I think with this trade, it, it probably continues, that LeBron's going to sit more this year than he has ever sat before. The Cavs probably won't be the number one seed in the East, but they probably will be the team in the in the NBA Finals. I believe the first game of the NBA season for the Cavaliers is against the Boston Celtics, Correct. and I believe it is uh, here locally at the Q, so let me ask you, does Kyrie get booed at the queue? I hope not. I think so, but I hope not. I wouldn't boo him. I mean, I'm wearing a Kyrie Irving shirt right now. Like, and there's a little bit of me that no matter what happens, it does not change what happened. No matter what goes on, whether the Cavs get bounced out of the first round of the playoffs this year, whether LeBron walks away, whether Kyrie in the next coming days says, dude, I hated Cleveland, I hated everything about it, none of that matters to me. All that matters is one of the, not even one of, the greatest sports moment in my life was provided by him, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to boo him. We're a little bit more even-keeled than most people, especially via social media. I think people care about things a lot less in, in their heart and in their mind than they do on their keyboard. Um, but I, I, I've always said I, that that shot in Game Seven was something else, and it's like when you see the still photo of him in the air with the ball still kind of is in hand, and you know it goes. It's just it was a very special moment. We got a title, and we live in the mobility era now for athletes. So getting angry about it just seems like strange. Some dude said, said to me yesterday because I retweeted something about essentially that was saying like I'm not going to boo Kyrie. What he did was yeah, too much for me. This guy tweeted me back. I think it's and foolish was like, what he did. Well, he just gave you a middle finger, and if. Nah. You, if you if you as a fan think a professional athlete leaving a team is an F you to you personally, dude, get over yourself, man. I mean, if you think that, like, oh, Kyrie's leaving because he hates me, shut up. You know what dude. I find interesting? You know, and I've only heard one other person mention this, and his name's Colin Coward, but he talks about how NBA players have all this power and they use it to move around, and you don't see guys in the NFL do this. Like NFL quarterbacks that are stuck in bad situations that are really good don't use their power to try to get out and go somewhere else because in football you're murdered for it. Like if you like if you turn coat on the team that that, that dra- you, like you're murdered for it. And in the NBA it's kind of just seems like ah it's business as usual. I think it's weird. Joe, I think Joe Thomas is a fool for staying with the Cleveland. Yeah, you Browns. have said that. People can be like, oh well, he's dedicated and blah 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 blah. Dude's a fool for staying with the Browns. Wow. Yes. Oof. Fanto would lose the listeners by the bucket load right there, man. Dude, he's like a god here, man. I, uh, I, I, I I won't go so far as to call the guy a fool, but I would tell you I probably would have made a different decision than Joe Thomas has made in his career. We'll close out the show for the day. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. You know, the other day during the eclipse, a lot of people were staring up at the sky, you know, got glasses on, doing that whole thing. 
Ozzy Osbourne did something awesome during the eclipse. If you want to see that, it's online for you, WRQK.com. It's pretty cool. So check that out. If you have not heard, before we get out of here for the day, Deshaun Kaiser will be the Brown starter. That uh, game is Saturday night. And by the way, you can catch me at Ray's Place Saturday night from 8 to 9, and then again at the 157 Lounge from 9 to 10. But the Browns will be in action, and Deshaun Kaiser are going to be under center. I believe I've heard that our starting offensive line will be playing in that game to start with him, and I think that that will probably be beneficial. I want the, I, I, I want the A-team out there you know, with the kid. A lot of people feel like this is throwing him to the Wolves, and some of people feel like, well, you got to see what you got in the kid. And I understand the see what you got in the kid, but, I mean, it is preseason, right? So do you see what you have with them in the preseason? I mean, I know Dak played great in the preseason last year, ended up playing great in the regular season, so maybe you do. But I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm okay with starting him in a preseason game, though. I, I don't think it hurts you any. Yeah, I mean, this isn't guaranteed that he's going to start week one. I understand why you'd want to see him under, you know, number one guys with number one guys, and that's the only way that, you know... It's you apples can, to apples. But, but a part of the problem is here is I feel less that Deshaun Kaiser has earned this, more than, and I feel more that Brock Osweiler lost has lost it. this. And I just don't know if that's good enough reason to... Jump where jump your rungs on the ladder. You know what I mean. Now, if, if Deshaun Kaiser was just a stud, an undeniable stud, well, then yeah, you jump rungs on the ladder. Gotta do what you got to do. But I don't. I just don't see that having happened yet. Okay, that's a fair. I mean, that's fair. I mean, he hasn't done. I mean, a whole lot. I mean, so you know, it's hard to argue that point. Um, I, it's interesting to me. And I wonder if that's not solely why they're doing it, is, is to create interest in the game. I mean, I'm more interested to watch Deshaun Kaiser play quarterback than I am uh, Brock Osweiler. And a little bit to get the fan base back, to get people stop talking about, about, the, protest. about the protest. and like, fair point. Guys, who cares? It's, dude, it's, you know, it's preseason. Let's just pay attention Sean to Kaiser this. out there, and, and hopefully this all goes away. That's now, a fair point. probably will not be the case because I assume that those 14 guys or whatever are going to do it again. Oh, and I, more, more are going to join right. in. So or like, less, depending on what they feel like as if they've heard. But my guess is it'll be more will join in um, on that. I, uh... Like I said, I'll just reiterate, I'm more interested to watch Deshaun Kaiser play quarterback than I am Brock Osweiler. Now, part of that is, is because we've seen Brock Osweiler play NFL football and well, at least, well, he was in an NFL game. We've never seen him play NFL football, but he's been in an NFL game. I, uh, I don't know. I, I think, I mean, Hugh came out and said he wants this battle to be over this week, and now this is your starter for the Game 3? Like, am I crazy in drawing the conclusion that this is going to be the starter for Game 1 of the regular season? Am I nuts? I feel like this is kind of all eluding us or all preparing us for that, even though they've been saying all along they weren't going to start him. And remember, I'm the guy who was telling you that yes, 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 they are. Before we get out of here for the day, I want to make you aware of this. That today is the 10th anniversary of Twitter's hashtag. And I'm going to leave you with like a Jerry Springer type vital thought. And what I will say is this. If we were able to go back in time and I could show people what the negative effects of social media have been, I don't think we, I don't think we embrace it the way we once did. And I just want you to, you know, you know, let that sink in and think about that today before we get our fingers all fired up and doing stuff. You know what I mean? I just think this stuff is, there's definitely been some positives. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's all negative. But I think if you showed most people in America what the effects of social media have been over the last 10 years, I don't think they embrace it. But Twitter, I believe, uh, you know, the hashtag 
10 years old. We will be out tomorrow. There will be a fantastic best of show on for you from 6 to 10. And we will be back live Friday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great few days. See you. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9.